0: you. Welcome back to Courtney Watches Movies. It's the podcast in which I, the titular Courtney, review, analyze, and most likely overthink movies and the filmmakers who brought them to life. How in the world are you? I hope you're doing well. I hope your 2023 is treating you very well so far. I can't complain about mine. I am looking forward to discussing The Pale Blue Eye. Do, do, do. Okay, the IMDb summary says, A world-weary detective is hired to investigate the murder of a West Point cadet. Stymied by the cadet's code of silence, he enlists one of their own to help unravel the case. A young man the world would come to know as Edgar Allan Poe. Okay, so this is directed by, well, and written by Scott Cooper, although he based it on a book by Louis Bayard. Which I think I knew. I was, I, I've never read the book, but I was watching and I thought, I think this is a book. And it is. So this stars Christian Bale as Augustus Landor. He is a, I guess he's a detective. Yeah. And then Harry Melling as a young Edgar Allan Poe. So I was pretty excited about this when I first heard about it because this is like catnip to me. I love that time period. I love mystery stories, I love detective stories. I would watch Christian Bale do absolutely anything. And I I've mentioned several times I live in the southwest. I am very very unfamiliar with the east coast of the United States. I've only been a couple of times and very briefly. I would love to spend more time in the more historical parts of New England. And I just haven't had that opportunity yet. So this stuff is just absolutely a a time period and a place that I'm very interested in. So the movie opens and there has been a suspicious hanging death of a cadet at West Point military Academy. And Christian Bale, his character, detective Landor is hired to kind of just investigate this death. He it's being treated as a suicide and he pretty quickly deduces in the, he detects that it is not a suicide, but it is in fact a homicide. So the, I guess it's just the Academy doctor played by, I believe Toby Jones. He had a big beard on, but I think it's him. I'm like, oh, I know this. Yeah, it is. So Toby Jones, he's always great. But he's the doctor and he's kind of embarrassed. He's like, oh, geez, I missed it. I missed the signs of the struggle and uh, the marks of homicide. Well, so Detective Landor decides to start investigating the, the murder. Now it's determined to be a murder and not a suicide. I don't think I will be spoiling this film. I, You guys know I go back and forth on whether or not I just spill everything or not. I don't think I'll be spoiling this film. I'm going to be vague. Especially because as it is on Netflix, it is very accessible to anybody who is interested in it. I mean, I know they said they're going to crack down on password sharing But I feel like a lot of people have access to somebody's Netflix. They're signed into somebody's. Uh, If not, no worries. You know, it did have a limited run in the theaters, but I was not able to reach it. I do not live in a part of town that gets those limited run movies, and that is putting it mildly. So, I didn't get to catch it in theaters. I watched it this morning, the day that it dropped, January 6th. So he starts, uh, Lander starts investigating this, this murder and he comes across a young Edgar Allan Poe, the gentleman that would grow to be the very famous writer and poet and short story writer. And he's, he's, he's very awkward and just kind of strange. And they really highlight it. And that's kind of the first thing that I want to Note because I think I'm gonna possibly be a little bit unflattering to this movie, but I want to say that the gentleman playing Poe, Harry Melling, which I'm I'm given to understand he played Dudley Dursley or Dursy in the Harry Potter movies. I I'm not a okay. I'm gonna probably lose people right now. I am not a Potterhead. I have seen the movies. I know that I took the Sorting Hat quiz and was put into Slytherin, so make of that what you will. But I'm not a massive Potterhead. I've never read the books. I think he played Dudley Dursley, which I think is Harry's cousin. Well, he, that actor is really, really committing to his role as Edgar Allan Poe. I think people who are interested in literature and American literature he's for for those people he's a very legendary figure and we all have this picture of him as this extremely socially awkward withdrawn melancholy kind of sad young man and unfortunately Poe did suffer a lot in his life he suffered a lot of loss and then eventually years down the road would die I mean years down the road after this presumably would have happened even though it's a it's a fictional story. But long after he left West Point, he he did die a very odd, bizarre death, which they cover in that movie, *The Raven*, starring John Cusack, that came out a few years back. But this guy, this actor, Harry Melling, is selling it. Let me tell you, he it, he went down deep. He there he doesn't flinch from his persona for one second. You feel like you are watching the most. Shy, painfully awkward, painfully internalized human being. and he does not he does not flinch from that. Now that being said, I'm not totally understanding the accent choice because when the move first started, I almost thought, is he trying to do a like a very coastal Georgia thing like it sounded like he was trying to do Savannah sometimes and I just I I was confused because Edgar Poe is very very famously associated with being from New England so I was just not sure on the on the accent work what he was going for there but outside of that he really really sold it and the story is very clever because I know this just me being a writer and me being interested in true crime and and mysteries and mysterious happenings and things like that, you can see how a detective could easily pull in a aspiring writer to basically help him out on a case and do a lot of the grunt work for him. That's very realistic. I could absolutely see myself falling into that. A lot of people, you know, a a very famous detective comes to you with this idea of, hey, would you be willing to help me solve this murder? And you, you can't resist, right? So that part was really special. And he, the detective Landor sets Poe out to, he, he sets him off to start, um, Oh, I'm trying to think of the word. He, he's trying to get him to crack codes. And because the first, well, I almost just spoiled it. The The man who was hanged is found to have a diary that is all written in code. So the detective's trying to break the code and he finds a slip of paper in the dead man's hand and he gives it to Poe to try to decipher what he said. It's just, there's all these little mysterious things going on. And the the detective played by Bale, he's got his own set of issues right so poe was a was a very tragic character he lost a lot of people in his life and he's just very empty and sad and he 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 he's almost upstaged in emptiness by this detective so the detective is a widower and he's lost his daughter so They're both just very alone. And I think that they kind of feed off of that with each other, you know? So the detective is, people bring it up to his face over and over again. The folks at West Point, the doctor, they're all going, Oh, yeah, you know, I know you're a widower and you don't have your daughter anymore, like he needs reminded. You know what I mean? But he has lost his daughter, he's lost his wife, and you can tell immediately that the loss of the daughter is much more impactful on him than the loss of his wife because his wife died of it seems like natural something some kind of illness and his daughter he keeps saying disappeared ran off with somebody so she kind of in his mind willingly left him so you know they—they're doing this investigation. They find out that the—the the victim had fallen in with a nasty group of cadets at the—at the—at the academy, and had maybe been up to no good with them. And so Poe and Landor start investigating all these other cadets, and more people end up dying. The one of the nasty group of boys is the son of the doc the west point doctor that you know didn't realize that the victim was murdered so and his whole family's involved it's just it's very very messy very dramatic lots of twists and turns and you know what's interesting is as i was watching this i kept having this feeling that the other shoe was going to drop And I don't know if you know what I mean by this, but sometimes when you're watching a movie and if you've seen a lot of movies, you start recognizing a pattern of hang time of like, and then you're going, okay, when is the beat going to drop? When is the tonal shift going to happen? When is something going to change? And I could just feel it coming and it does. It does. It There's a lot of misdirection that goes on in this movie. There's a lot of kind of of out-of-nowhere new developments. And the amount that you like this film will be greatly determined by how much you appreciate that kind of uh, shocking turn of events. Do you see what I'm saying? For me... I'm a little bit disappointed in this. I thought it would be better. As I said in the beginning, I would watch Christian Bale do anything, and I really do mean that. As they say, I'd watch him read the phone book. I think he's one of the most interesting actors working today. Uh, very, very willing to throw it out, leave it all in the field, and really put himself out there, and I, I commend him for the for the commitment he has to the work. That being said, this did just feel like a a Christian Bale character, and that's not really a good thing with him because he's typically a little bit better at disappearing into his role than a lot of other people. For instance, I struggle a little bit, even though I do think Leonardo DiCaprio, somebody like him, is very talented. I still always feel I'm like watching Leonardo DiCaprio, and I know that's not a fair thing to say, but there, there, there are certain actors that they can't get away from themselves, right? And I don't feel that Bale is one of them. I think that he does very convincing turns in crazy roles, but this time it just felt like he was kind of being his own persona, like in interviews, he's a little bit gruff. He's a little, he comes, he can come across as a wee bit cranky, you know, or just not super passionate about being there. You know, I just, it just felt like a, it felt like a bail character. I don't know. I I actually think this surprises me, but I think the fella who played Poe, again, Harry Melling, I think he may have outshone Bale a little bit just because of his full throttle commitment to being a weirdo. And that is almost what, that's almost what makes this movie worth watching is watching such an interpretation of such a character. And people have played Poe in the past in movies to varying degrees of success. I haven't seen all of them, but I just really admire that he is just in, he is going for it playing this sad sack, but also a literary legend. And there's, there's a lot of ruminating on kind of when we've lost people, meaning they've died, how much of them is still with us you know, there's a lot of kind of pontificating about that. Poe says his mom dictates his poetry to him and she's been dead for 20 years kind of thing. And Landor has lost people in his life that seem to be very much with him. And that's, for me personally, that's what I've always considered the concept of a ghost to be. Not really genuinely the soul of a dead person walking around, but just the fact that when we know someone really well and our lives are really entwined with theirs, even after they've passed on, that in a way they're still with us because we remember so much about them and we associate so many things with them, and it's just—it's not a—it's not a—it's not a soul walking around. It's just your memories and the—the the force they were—they were in your life. And I I think that the movie has a fair amount to say about that. There's a lot. There are supernatural elements that come in. But again, there are some tonal shifts. And I am trying to be vague in case you want to watch this. Ultimately, it's probably worth watching because it's on Netflix. I don't know if it were... If I were sitting here telling you to go pay $20 a person or however much it costs in your town. It's actually a little bit cheaper where I am to, to see a movie. But I know a lot of people have to, you know, they have to pay for parking then they have to pay for the ticket and it can get really outrageous as much as I want you guys to see movies in theaters. I understand it's very expensive. So if this were a situation where I would be going, no, go take yourself to the theater and watch it, that I probably wouldn't necessarily recommend it, but it's on Netflix. It's easy to see and it's a fun way to spend a couple of hours. I think it's a little over two hours in length. Uh, but, that being said, I do think it is melodramatic. The score felt very cheesy to me at times. It kind of felt as though the composer was going, oh, this is where we'd have this kind of music. Wouldn't everybody do this? It was just a little cheesy. Not not my favorite thing. And I couldn't figure out if the sort of melodramatic sense was on purpose because uh, because of who Edgar Allan Poe was. You know, he was a little drama queen. And he he writes these very dark short stories. And I I don't I couldn't figure out if they were just trying to honor that or just pay tribute to it. And the thing is too is I didn't even mention Lucy the cast is insane. Lucy Boynton Gillian Anderson, Charlotte Gainsborough, they all play small roles. Robert Duvall plays a small role. I I am genuinely surprised that I didn't even register all of that because their roles were so didn't do those actors justice, let me say. I, I don't know, I don't know what happened. I don't know if they were all just so intrigued by the concept that they just want to be involved even if they had super small part or if they wanted to work with bale or if they wanted to work with the director i don't know what happened but it was strange because it seemed like they had this crazy cast and outside of christian bale and oh gosh why do i keep forgetting his name outside of christian bale and harry milling as landor and poe there's they seem wasted um honestly so i think that if, if i were Char- somebody like charlotte gainsborough i might be a little disappointed when i saw the final cut and that i'm rarely in the film but at any rate it's a fun movie it's a fun concept that edgar Allan poe was running around helping solve crime you know and i don't i guess i would give this a six out of ten it's maybe, okay, we'll we'll do 6.5. Man, do you guys feel like I've had a lot of 6.5s or 7s or what? Jeez Louise, it's been rough. <laughs> there just aren't a lot of movies that are 9s or 10s to me, I guess. But yeah, I go, I'll give it a 6.5 because it's fun and I enjoy the scenery. I enjoy the atmosphere it's very atmospheric you do feel like oh it's it is set in the middle of the winter in new england so it looks cold you feel cold uh so it's it's well done for what it is i guess production wise but i think the story was lacking a little bit ultimately but but all that being said i am curious about the book so i might be looking into reading the book because i'm curious if something got lost in translation with the screen, the screenplay. I'm wondering if the book is a little bit better and the story is a little bit more compelling and coherent. Yeah, I'm going to check it out. (laughs) My to-be-read stack for my books is insane, but I will get to it one day. Anyway, I think that's all I got for The Pale Blue Eye. As I said, it is on Netflix, so... If you have access to somebody's Netflix, you can watch it today. Uh, Thank you very much. You have a marvelous rest of your day. Thanks for listening. Please follow me on Instagram at Courtney Watches Movies. We have a lot of fun there. I've been finally figuring out reels. So I've been having a good time. And I will talk to you soon. Bye-bye.